What's up, party people? And welcome to another episode of Where Does Food, the food history podcast that tells you about the history of food and sometimes beverages. I'm your host, Elle, and with me today, no, not Maurice Moonshine, but it's Tim. Say hello, Tim. Woo, it's me. Yeah, I heard uh I heard Maurice did an all right job. He didn't he listen, <laughs> he was gunning for your seat. He was coming in hot, but he might have a little bit more more work to do. But we might we might bring him back. We might bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. I think it I I think it has something to do with him not having thumbs. I think that's one of his biggest uh, downsides. You know, people would say that having opposable thumbs is a huge advantage biologically yeah. speaking. So, no. you know. But I do appreciate him stepping in. I was really busy doing uh, mountains of cocaine, just mountains and mountains, and like Scarface level, comical levels of cocaine. Did so you meet the bear? It was good. That too? No, I did. I could have made a cocaine bear reference, which is much more modern, but instead I went with a Scarface reference. I appreciate it. Scarface is a timeless <laughs> Which is almost, though. what, is 40, 50 years old now? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's actually banana. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's old. Uh, either way, uh, Al Pacino, back. he's the man. Hoo-ha! <laughs> He, no, okay. You so, got a great ass. <laughs> that's the guy. <laughs> that's Al. <laughs> there it is. Uh, that's um, Mr. Pacino himself. <laughs> Mr. Pachinko himself. Uh, I wonder if Al likes likes our our beverage that we're speaking of today. We're we're talking about one of the first legal drugs that you could take a sip of: caffeine, aka tea. Yeah. In case you guys forgot, tea. What we're talking about today has caffeine in it. Who would have thought? It does. It does. Um, it does have caffeine. How do you feel about tea time, Tim? What uh, you know? Do you like um, tea? Do you hate it? Do you love it? Yeah, my nickname in high school was Tea Time Tim, uh, but for a different reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that ambiguous. No that need was, to explain. No need uh, to explain. That's a solid nickname. No need though. to explain. Um, no, dude, I love tea, man. Um, I have. Uh, I have tea all the time. I actually am more privy to decaf tea because Ooh. it is something that I like. It's to me, it's something that I I relate more to like mellowing out with than I do energy. There was a mo- there was a moment in my life where I was I had like a I had a real kick for uh, English breakfast tea and okay. like Irish breakfast tea. So like the really like you know like the caffeinated stuff and Earl Grey as well. It's like really caffeinated. So I, there was a time where I I was really liking the like morning tea routine uh, for no reason at all. I wasn't like trying to get off coffee. Like I just for some reason I was just in the mood for tea, uh, and so I that's awesome. I was drinking okay. that for a while. <laughs> so I'm a big fan. Uh, I do enjoy it. I haven't. I, I'm on a really big coffee kick as of recent. Like I am. Understandably though. Yeah, I am just. And, like I go in and out of like energy drinks, coffee, and tea. I just like swap the three. Like, where am I getting my caffeine source from? And right <laughs> now, it's it's like it is coffee. Right now, it's coffee. <laughs> Two cups in the morning, and I'm just like craving it by the evening. I'm like, I could really go for some coffee. At least I'm like <laughs> decaf for sure at the evening time, right? Yeah, I have, yeah. yeah, I have a bag of decaf. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Always. Always. On deck. <laughs> on deck. So all right. So we'll we'll keep it very simple, mostly because I just like couldn't really be creative um t has three letters in its <laughs> in its name Holy shit. so uh on a scale of one to three t- hold on hold on hold on when was the when was the uh, the boston tea party event uh, <laughs> google that right now <laughs> i'm like 
the Boston Tea Party. I'm like, let me. It's we're the at, Boston we'll, Tea Party. We'll talk about it. I'm like, I think I should have the date in here for the Boston. No, I just have the Boston Tea Party. Um, so uh, the Townsend Axe was in, on 1767. So the Boston Tea Party probably okay. happened in like 1767, if not 1768. All right. So out of 1767. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. 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 We'll go with that. <laughs> What is my rating? <laughs> that was me energetic. That was like that was, that was editor and like producer Tim being like, "No way, I'm about to do a rating yes, out of are. three. Yes, you are. Like, a very simple scale. <laughs> so I'm gonna do 1767. How about that? Fantastic. Uh, okay. From a scale of a scale from one to 1767. Where do I rank T? A thousand. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not as I. I it, I have a thing where I don't like to talk super negative about food. <laughs> and so I know it sounded like I enjoyed it quite a bit. But like, a tea is just not something I'm I'm usually going for these days. I, I mean, I grew up in the South and obviously we have that thing called sweet tea that everyone is in sweet love with that tea. I just don't, I, like, I just don't care. Like, I grew oh, up drinking man. sweet tea and I, I, I just, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's whatever. <laughs> Sad, okay. <laughs> so just tea in general, it's like, yeah, it's fine. Okay, fair, okay. I was just say, right now I'm, all, like, I'll have coffee in the morning, but I'll have a tea in the evening. Oh, do you do, you do a tea tea? A tea do you tea. make a tea tea? I do make a tea tea, yeah. Chai tea. Okay, yeah. Wait, oh wait, yeah. that's, the si- that's the same thing. It's the same word. It's literally, like, <laughs> you're just repeating the same, you don't say hi, hi. You know what I'm saying? When you greet, maybe you do. Maybe you do when you greet. Well, people. So, some people do. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee. You coffee? don't say. You no. don't say coffee. Coffee. That's coffee. That's coffee. The, no. No. We don't that's do that. The so one, um, yeah. chai chai. When you order it next time, just get a chai latte. They're gonna know it's tea. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try and order it coffee. Coffee. Going forward. <laughs> they'll be like, do you need an extra? <laughs> do you need an extra espresso shot? That's what they're gonna be like. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, can I get a coffee? Coffee? And they're gonna be like. <laughs> Yes, yes. Es- espresso? Espresso? <laughs> no, no, sure no, no. Coffee, coffee. coffee. <laughs> no, coffee, coffee. I want a slow drip with no, my slow drip, please. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Extra slow drip yeah. with my slow drip. Yeah. So that's... Whatever the- your slow drip is now, make it slower. Slower. Please. If you take anything from this episode, it's the chai tea. Yeah, just chai say chai point. latte. Yeah. I don't know. Let's get to tea. I derailed this. <laughs> uh, so let's... Yeah. Yeah. Tea. Well, well, let's take a break. Not really my cup of tea. Mainly because I don't like huge pieces of shit in my tea. Welcome back. <laughs> Great. Let's get into it. So let's talk about tea. We're going to be taking a journey across the globe. So first and foremost, what is tea? It's a great question, Tea Time Tim. Tea <laughs> is a beverage that is produced by steeping leaves and leaf buds of the tea plant, Camila Sinensis, in freshly boiled water. Leaves may be fermented or left unfermented, and we'll get to that part later. But yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Tea is just uh, a plant that we okay. boil in hot water, and then there are yeah. different processes that go with that. But we can we will get into that as we as we go on to this podcast. Knowing that my nickname in high school was Tea Time Tim, I want yeah. you to take that definition that you just heard, listener, and I want you to figure out why I'm known as Tea Time Tim. <laughs> take the definition you just heard of what tea is. What tea time involves, and be like, why the fuck would anybody call somebody tea time, Tim? And uh, I'll leave that up to you guys to figure out. That's what this entire episode's actually about. It's little Easter tea egg. leaves just yeah. left to, yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah, tea leaves that are left for for the the reader yeah. to listener. The reader, yeah. <laughs> yep. 
No, the reader. The reader. They're reading this. The readers are contextual. <laughs> yeah, they're reading it. Uh, let's go to China, yeah. shall we? Do yeah, let's do it. Okay, Camilla Sinensis originated specifically around uh, the intersection of influence of lands between uh, Southeast China, sorry, Southwest China, Tibet, North Burma, and Northeast India. It's said that tea was drank and by the Han Dynasty emperors as early as the 2nd century BC, but written records in a mass spectrometry uh, have suggested that tea was probably drank earlier than that. The first known reference to boiling tea came from the Han Dynasty work, The Contract for a Youth, written by Wang Bao. Tea drinking likely began in the Yunnan province during the Shang Dynasty, 1500 BC to 1046 BC, as a medicinal drink. From there, the drink spread to Sichuan, and and from there, it became something that was used as a stimulant rather than just a medical concoction. So, so far, we were using it for for medicinal values. Like a lot of things, I feel like that started out, was used as a medicine, and then slowly made the shift to just regular, everyday consumption. Around the same time in yeah, 2737 yeah. BC, one popular Chinese legend, um, so it's Emperor Shenong was drinking a bowl of just boiled water um, because there was a decree that everyone had to boil the water before they drink it. Um, so a few leaves came into uh, into the bowl, into the water, and it changed the color and the taste because, again, it's boiling water. And then from there, the emperor was like, oh, my goodness, like, this is incredible. And he was like, I feel great. He felt restored. And then from then on, he was like, listen, this is this is the antidote. This is what Travis Scott was actually talking about. Um, he, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, tea was going to help fix any ailments that you might have. If you had an encounter with something poisonous, if, as long as you had some tea or you were like um, eating the tea leaves, that would save you and that would counteract yeah. okay. the poison. What, what was the time frame for this again? So You said we, it was... This one was 2737 BC. Yeah, so imagine you're uh, living in 2737 BC and a leaf fell into your hot water and you felt like Superman after you drank. They didn't even know what Superman was, but you felt like... (laughs) Invincible. You just felt invigorated. Like you were just like, wow, I could... I could fuck the world right now. And like, yeah, <laughs> your conclusion to that, your conclusion to that is, yeah, it fixes everything. <laughs> Everything's better. Your conclusion. Yeah. You could, your conclusion to that is like, dude, I bet, I bet like right now, if I got poisoned, I would be able to just eat this leaf and it would fucking fix me. Everything right would now. be better. No. That's, that's like that. That's the takeaway. <laughs> that's one. Of, so that's like probably one of my, more favorite legends of of tea another one is from the tang dynasty this one's kind of morbid um in this legend the bodhi bodhidharma the founder of chan buddhism accidentally fell asleep after meditating in front of a wall for nine years apparently he woke up in such such disgust at his weakness that he cut off his eyelids and then those eyelids formed uh they like took root and they uh started the tea leaves, like the tea leaves form from the, the eyelids that were chopped off. That one stresses me out. That's fun. Yeah. That That's fun. That one's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro, bro fell asleep. <laughs> I just, I just love, <laughs> so I just love that like his level of discipline was like, man, I'm disappointed I fell asleep for staring at a wall. And it's like, dude, 
how many of us fall asleep with like the TV on? Absolutely. (laughs) Something actually happening in front of you. Yeah. The amount of people that are like, yeah, I can't watch movies. I just pass out. And I'm like, (laughs) you just pass out. Like, what do you mean? It's a movie. It's, it's, it's like, like things are happening. No, this dude just stared at a wall for nine years and then like was mad he passed out. And then his eyelids are tea leaves, I think is what you said. Yeah, the eyelids uh, are tea leaves. <laughs> that's cool. That's a fun little. That is a fun, yeah. Again, wild, morbid. Just, you know, I like the other one better. But so tea's produced in this. Well, the other one, <laughs> the other one sounds exactly like what you would imagine when we talk about like. Like if you More. don't do the research and you just like are like I wonder how people like started eating eggs. It sounds closer to like what people <laughs> think is like a food just appeared and they ate it and then they were like, "Oh yeah, this is good." You know what I mean? That's what that sounds like. <laughs> so no. I I agree that one's the that one's the better one. Also, this guy t- you know cut his eyelids off. Terrifying. Just think of that. Oh, that doesn't that. that doesn't bother me that much. You yeah, don't think I don't of care about that? Okay, no, I'm just imagining someone with no eyelids staring back at me, and I'm just you know, I'm not personally having a good time. Yeah, like that old like creepy boss yeah. from like ten years ago or whatever. Yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's yeah, it's creepy, but like uh, it's whatever. You're like, it's fine. It's fine. So yeah, teas produced in this period were mainly tea bricks, which were often used as currency, especially further from the center of the empire where coins lost their value. Dang. So wild to me. So yeah, the tea leaves were like steamed and they were pounded into like a brick or like cake, like caked into a brick form. And then that's what they would use to trade. That's what's up. That's what's up. Bring back the tea bricks. (laughs) Yeah, I think we should do that. The further you get away from the epicenter, you should just start. More bartering and yeah. trading, and <laughs> the the epicenter, <laughs> the epicenter. Of you the mean Empire. New York City, L? <laughs> hey, hey, now that's where all the stuff happens in every film. So you know, <laughs> that is true. that's got to be the epicenter. Don't uh, don't yeah. tell our friends on the West Coast though. I might get yeah. upset with you on that. Okay, so the Song Dynasty. This is when the means of production and preparation of tea change. So this is a big deal, right? Okay, so. The tea usually included loose leaf styles to preserve the delicate character favored by court society. And it's the and it's the origin of today's loose leaf in the practice of brewed tea that we have today. Um, and then from this, also like a powdered form of tea emerged. Um, steaming tea leaves were the primary process used for centuries in the preparation of tea. After the transition from compressed tea to the powdered form, the production of tea for trade and distribution changed once again so then mid 13th century where tea leaves were roasted and then crumbled rather than steamed by the yun and ming dynasties unfermented tea leaves were first pan fried then rolled and dried that stopped the oxidation process which turns the leaves dark green and allows tea to remain green and then in the 15th century oolong tea where the tea leaves were allowed to partially ferment before pan frying was developed. We'll talk about oolong a little bit later, but that is kind of the beginnings of that process and what that looked like in tea and its journey throughout China. Damn, that's so many different ways to like so make tea in one. And I like this is one country, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. We could like to. Fa- I mentioned this earlier, but like tea really is just like an over encompassing beverage of like the entire world, and each you know yeah. You could dive in and figure out how each region makes their tea because it's all different. Mm. It's it's really cool. Yeah, uh, yeah it's really, yeah. really cool to see that. And it's just, yeah, one of the few things in the world that clearly has been around for as long as 
we can think, <laughs> I mean, or like to fathom, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that we've left China in a very compact tea leaf, let's make our way to Japan. Dude. Right, let's do it. During the Sui Let's Dynasty in China, tea was introduced to Japan by Buddhist monks. Tea use spread during the 6th century, and then uh, tea became a drink of the religious classes, it sounds familiar, in Japan when Japanese priests and envoys sent, sent it to China to, to learn about their culture. Uh, and then they, they obviously brought it back. Then in 1191, Zen priest Asai introduced tea seeds to Kyoto. Some of the tea seeds were given to the priest Moishoen, and be, that became the basis for Uji tea, which Uji tea is essentially Japanese green tea. Oh. Yeah, so here and now we've got green tea enters the mix. So green tea became a staple among cultured people in Japan. Um, production grew and tea became increasingly accessible, right? That's how that always happens. And so even though a mostly privileged upper class of Japanese people enjoy tea, um, it slowly started to make its way through the masses. Um, in fact, there was a tea ceremony um, that was introduced from China from about the 15th century by Buddhists, and that was kind of became like a semi-religious social custom. Um, the beverage and the ceremony, the beverage, the beverage and the ceremony surrounding it played a prominent role in feudal diplomacy. And then, of course, by the 20th century, machine and manufacturing of green tea was introduced, and that began replacing um, pretty much the handmade cultivation process. Of, of the tea yep the robots they took our job <laughs> the robot they took our job yeah they were they're handling green tea so that was china and japan now we're going more west which is wild because we're just uh -huh. we're just going to india but this is yeah, where this yeah. is where a lot of a lot of the things happen if you will so yeah yeah yep india india has a way about it <laughs> Some, somehow, some way. So before the British decided to take over India's means of productions, it said that India used uh -huh. a tea plant for medicinal purposes, sound familiar, like many of the Chinese monks. The native Singpo and Kamti peoples validate that India had been consuming tea at least since the 12th century, but it wasn't until commercial production of tea in India, um, which didn't arrive until the British East India Trading Company came in, um, at that point, they were buying out large plots of land and they were converting them for mass tea production. So just so yeah. if you got to settle that score, tea was already being produced in India. China at this point is a massive um, producer of tea and Britain was like, yeah. we want in on this. And so they took over India's lands and uh, they were like, hey, can you guys uh, make tea for us? So- this is kind That's of, how they phrased it, too. They were yeah. like, hey, you mind making some tea for us? They definitely weren't like, yo, make tea. <laughs> yo, uh, you're actually doing this. Um, so, yeah, they. I mean, initially, they uh, they used Chinese seeds. They used Chinese planting and cultivating right. techniques. Um, and then they offered land to people in India, but they would obviously have to export tea make tea yeah like that's yeah. what their goal was but like yeah. anyone would be able to come but you would be exporting tea that, yeah. that is your job um right right which is would you do it <laughs> uh i don't think i would i don't think i would you wouldn't i don't think so i'd probably i'd probably do it <laughs> like there's more options on this and on this weird oregon trail game just wait now you're, okay. you're taking the song i'll wait you're taking okay 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 um, this Just feels like feels like that might be the best option. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the British introduced tea culture 
into India in 1836, into Sri Lanka in 1867. They first used seeds from China, as I mentioned earlier, but later they started using the seeds that they had started to cultivate that were starting to be pretty much grown in Assam. Um, Only black tea was produced until recently um, when India was producing in green tea for exporting in Central Asia, Afghanistan, and neighboring countries. And then at one point, they were the top producer of tea for nearly a century, but they were displaced by China um, in the 21st century. Indian tea companies have now acquired a number of foreign tea enterprises, though, including um, Lipton, Tetley, Twinnings, and Typho, which are all British brands. So I guess it kind of it kind of came full circle yeah. there uh, by the end of it. Um, but again, yeah. we <laughs> the Brits play a huge role in this. So now we're going to England. Now we're even going even more west. England. And it, it's Tuesday. And it, yeah, you guys <laughs> knew that was coming. You knew we were in England. Say, yeah. London. London. <laughs> Go save the king now. Weird. Okay. Obviously, Great Britain was selling their tea in other countries that was exported from other countries not named Great Britain. They created a monopoly on tea early on, and their global influence impacted the trade of tea on the world. So, 1657, Thomas Garway, a tobacconist and a coffee man, was the first to sell tea in London at his house in Exchange Alley, charging between 16 to 50 shillings per pound. I'm like, they're like, that's kind of high, but you know, whatever. That means nothing. Those words mean nothing to me. <laughs> shillings, <laughs> man. Shillings per pound. Yeah. None of that. Yeah. Like- that, that's a, none of that. You just said words. It's syllables came out of your mouth and I was like, cool, man. <laughs> it's a super common currency, shillings. Then in 1662, yeah, 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 the marriage of King Charles II to the Portuguese princess Catherine, Catherine, yeah, Catherine of Braganza brought the tea drinking habit to court. Official trade of tea began in 1664, and by 1801, they were able to bring in 24 million pounds per year, and that's monies. Right. That's the monies that they were making yeah. from, from exporting yeah. tea, which is like right. an unfathomable amount, considering that that was 1664. Right, yeah, that's like, a lot. That's stupid, okay. That's, um, <laughs> that's a lot of shillings. It's a lot of shillings. It's a lot of shillings. Um, as we saw, you know. <laughs> Did tea, I do that right? England? I don't know. <laughs> tea was initially the delight of all the elite classes. It was so expensive that it was kept under lock and key in elegant things called tea caddies. <laughs> Absurd. As pri- it it's, such a, like, it's such a British thing to do. As prices dropped, tea made its way down the social ladder and it abided by, by class structure as well, right? So yeah, you had yeah. low tea which was served mid-afternoon, and that was ser- that was accompanied by uh, savories such as scones and dainty sandwiches. So this was like the well-to-do society yeah. at low tea time, right? And then the working yeah, class... Yeah, talking about yeah, peasants. No, no, yeah, we're not talking about the plebs here. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Working class. A working class. PC here. That's what the, yeah, that's what we're professionals. Be. The peasants <laughs> had high tea, which was their main meal, yeah. and that was served at the end of the working day around 6 p.m. Okay. Yeah. High tea at the main meal. Okay. Um, it was just tea. They only drank tea. <laughs> it was just tea. It was just the tea. And then yeah, they were paid in bad beer and tea, tea. bricks. Yes. And they were to munch on the tea bricks and eat the bread from the bad beer. Yes. I was there. I hope that you guys love it. Jeez payment. Louise. Uh, yeah. So yeah, coffee houses, which again, in case you guys don't yeah, remember from about, the coffee episode. Yeah. They were in there before tea. So coffee houses became tea shops. And then 
some of them got so busy that you would have to pay like a little extra on the side to get served. Tim, we call that a tip today. Boom. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where that idea came from. Like, hey, I'll pay a little something so you can get me what I need faster. So yeah, that's how that that, <laughs> that kind of started, which is yeah. wild to me. Yeah. But next stop on the Gotta British world tea. tour. Yeah, that tea. Um, we're going to North America, baby. We're coming over. Coming over to the States. It's said that colonists arrived in New Amsterdam, aka New York, and they were the first to introduce tea on American soil. New York, New York. Clients of Thomas yeah. Sullivan, whom they ordered tea from, accidentally steeped the silk bags that were used to package the tea, and from there, tea bags were born. Hey. So now we're exporting. Yeah. yeah now we're export like little tea bags, the small ones. Yeah. Like what we little know little and see guys. today. Yeah, the ones we see today. And it was, it they, were, was they, were, they were made of silk at first, but or did they, they like change up the, the, the packaging? Well, so initially the the guy mr thomas he put the tea in the silk bags in silk because it looked yeah. nice right I, like and he was like yeah. oh this is nice but the clients were like oh shoot and so they just put the silk bags in the water thinking that's that's what yeah. they were supposed to do so then initially they were like okay yeah we'll keep the silk um but then that be kind of became too expensive um yeah i was gonna say no yeah. shot they just like kept rolling no, with yeah. silk when Paper was invented. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, initially, yeah. it was like they were, and they did, but then the cost became too high, and they're like, this isn't sustainable. For sure. Yeah. Could you imagine if we still got tea bags How and wonderful. silk? How little, wonderful. Little silk pouches? I would that probably would drink nuts. tea more often, just for the cute little bags. I would hate it. Like, I, like, that would be so expensive. No Wait. way. <laughs> we're not factoring that into this right now, though. We're just... we're just. Oh, I am. Okay. <laughs> In that case, no. No, we couldn't do it. Yeah. 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 So tea became a huge part of American culture, just in the exact way that you would expect it um, as it had to come across the pond. So how else do most drinks get integrated into American culture? Alcohol. Alcoholic beverages. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. People were making punch, alcoholic punch with tea. That was that yeah. was like their, their like mixer of choice so um philadelphia fish house punch which was around in the 1700s um it had green tea and a rock which is a rum-like liquor from south asia and then there was citrus juice sugar champagne brandy and rum okay okay yeah that's all you would need probably that is that is a punch that's that's a punch right there in the face so then american culture (laughs) began to shift when the british government introduced the townsend acts in 1767 so tea was taxed as part of these laws which made it less affordable for the american people however cheaper tea was still smuggled into america this led to drumroll please the Boston Tea Party, where tea was dumped into the Boston Harbor and other public protests of shipments of tea. I'm going to explain this because per our tea cap scores, looks like we might need it. As a consequence, tea drinking became unpatriotic. Boycotts of tea led uh-huh. to an increase in consumptions of other beverages such as coffee or herbal teas, which were infused with peppermint, sage, or dandelions. Yeah, yeah. And then this is where it gets a little sweet. Ha ha ha. Ha, 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 ha. So, 1795, <laughs> South Carolina was one of the first places in the U.S. where tea was grown. And it's probably one of the only states in the U.S. where tea was actually produced commercially. And this is kind of where, quote-unquote, CT is born. But we saw from recipe books just previously that 
sweet tea or iced tea has been around um, pretty much going up the coast and then down to the southeast and then obviously making it all its way its way to Texas, um, Louisiana. So just that little inverted L of the of the coast of the United States is kind of where sweet tea yeah. was around for. Um, it wasn't really until 1876 when we saw the first non-alcoholic, quote-unquote, iced tea in a recipe book. Um, and then a few years later, we got the official, like, sweet tea where you would, you know, make it um, and then put it away. This is kind of where, which later on we'll kind of talk about it, but that's kind of where, like, the refrigeration process kicked in. Because um, then people could yeah, start, yeah. you know, they could make their own. You're not having to go somewhere and, you know, buy bottled teas or lemonades because you could just make it at home and, and refrigerate it. Yeah. So, of course, I don't know how, but, like, never fails. We're going to Chicago, great American city, and we're going great to American the, city. We're going to the 1893 World's Fair again. So <laughs> this is like oh every it, like dude the World's Fair at different times just was like the innovator. It was that's yes. we, we're at the 18 we're at the 1892 one. We're at the 1893 one, but there's like a lot. There's okay. some some war around it, and but we're gonna also be going to the 1904 one with this. That one was the one, and in then Saint back Louis. to the 1904 yeah. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. The St. Louis one. Right. Yeah. Okay. So 1893, the the Chicago World's Fair showed off the sweet or like iced tea. The booth brought in two thousand dollars. So we think um, Richard Bletchton, the official concessionaire, which I didn't know that was a word, uh, for the World's Fair, claims that they had iced tea at their booth. But apparently there's like no record of this man having any sort of sweet tea at their booth at all. So everyone's yeah. like, what are you talking about? But at at the 1904 World's Fair, yeah. our guy was there, and he was like, sweet tea. And they're like, wait a second. What do you mean? So there's kind of a- Discrepancy. Yeah, discrepancy on, the eight, on which World's Fair that sweet tea was introduced at. But the important part is, for our sake, is that it was introduced at a World's Fair. <laughs> it's at either World's Chicago Fair, yeah. or St. Louis, which we know there's been yeah. so much innovation regarding food. Um, at both of those at things, the, so, at both of those, yeah, yeah, that nineteen oh four. Like, I'm almost. It's almost to the point where, like, it almost seems like mythical that nineteen oh four World's Fair. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I didn't do the research, so maybe you're more privy to like saying that the nineteen oh four one is actually where Sweet Tea was. But like, it almost feels like maybe we should give it up for the Chicago one on this one because it's just like, golly, how many foods at the nineteen oh four? It's like. I... Fucking waffle cones, <laughs> like uh, ketchup, uh, like like so many of those things were like shown as like random staple uh, foods, something yep. that was consumed, like yellow mustard. Yes, that was a thing at 1904. Like you know what I mean? It's just like every fucking thing. Apparently, it's just crazy. It's wild to me. We need to make, we make sure that yeah. that say that. Um, so yeah. fast forward, <laughs> fast forward. We're in prohibition, which I didn't realized had anything to do with tea but it affected tea as well um clubs and hotels were looking for substitutes to hard liquor sales and they started gravitating towards strong iced teas or virgin fruit punches um beverages with the bonus uh-huh. of being flavorful but legal so that's kind of yeah where the yeah. lean can back you see tea. why like can you see why high-end places started going bankrupt yes <laughs> it's, it's because they were like yeah we'll serve hard tea oh oh you guys got the you got the, you got the illegal shit in it no 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 it's just that we let it steep until it like develops tannins and becomes like 
undrinkable. <laughs> you know how you're supposed to let it steep for like three minutes, yeah. three to five? No, no we just... just let it go overnight so it's bitter and weird and gross. <laughs> <laughs> See, the taste, it tastes so different. No, um, but yeah, so then we kind of get into... It's, it tastes so strong. <laughs> <laughs> we get into the refrigeration. Like I had mentioned yeah. earlier, we can finally kind of making it at home. Um however much you want then in world war ii the war cut off trade from china and japan which were major suppliers of green tea so americans were just sipping on the black tea from india which of course were supplied by our british allies and then you know you kind of fast forward 1946 nestle usa introduced the first instant tea nesty and then instant teas are produced from black tea by extracting the liquor from the processed portion of the tea and then and then dehydrated and then packaged up so yeah yeah that is america and in a nutshell pretty much and then for tea leaf (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i wanted to quickly mention these teas because there's different types of teas some of them you, you are probably like familiar with some of them maybe not um the indigenous americans caffeinated beverage of choice was a holly based tea known as casina it's also known as yupon it's a close relative of the south american holly based tea yerba mate maybe some people have heard of that so yupon it's a holly based indigenous to the southeast united states and happens to be north america's only known uh caffeinated plant native caffeinated plant i should say um right yeah so the native Temecula tribe that lived on the southern Georgia, northern Florida um, line, they dubbed it the black. It was dubbed the black drink by the Spanish explorers because of the tea's dark hue. Um, Upon's native yeah. environment spans the Atlantic coast from Virginia to Florida along to the Gulf of Mexico all the way to West Texas. Really wild to me. Um, it was pretty much the same idea. Like it had a fruity, earthy aroma. Um, and then it stimulated your mind, had some caffeine in it, and it provided a jitter-free yeah. mental clarity with an ease to the stomach. And then it's still grown, like, today yeah, in the yeah. United States. Like, you'll see it in, like, rural sur- suburban area, forests, coastal islands, stuff like that. Um, you can even see yeah. it, like, uh, well, landscaping. It's close cousin yerba mate is really popular. Yerba mate, right now. yes, okay, of course. Really popular. Like you mentioned that it was like similar to that. That is like that's probably one of the fastest growing like caffeine drinks right now. That's wild. Okay, mate. okay. See, yeah, wow. it's so yeah, it's it's super popular. They have like sparkling ones, not sparkling. Of ones. Of course, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really really popular because it's just like I don't know, man. There's I don't know. There's like a health and wellness angle too. Of course, always, like, yeah. Cleaner, blah, cleaner blah, caffeine. Blah, blah, blah. And it's yeah. Like, like, bro, it's caffeine. It's got some sugar in it. It's like whatever. Just drink it because it's good, and they are tasty. Okay, that's plus. Okay, I mean it's a tea beverage. It's a it's a tea beverage. You yeah, know I mean? you it's can't got, go wrong. Yeah, it's good. Um, you it's pon- got that like fruitiness, that leafiness. It's good. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna try it. Uh, um, Yupon is associated with Native American purification ceremonies, and at one point it was traded to Europe, where it was popularly sold in London as South Seas Tea, and then it was served in Parisian salons as Appalachine. Okay, which sounds fancy as hell. Um, then we have yeah. oolong. Yeah, right. Of course, uh, we have oolong tea, which I mentioned earlier, which is black dragon tea. Um, it's specific. Oolong. 
oolong. It's a specialty of southern China. Um, and then it's yeah. got this, it's like fully oxidized, which is where it gets that black tea um, idea from. Mm-hmm. And then um, to make fermented tea, the leaves are plucked from the plant, left to wither until they've lost some two-thirds of their water content. And then rolled mm-hmm. to break down their cell walls. And then after this, the crushed leaves are allowed to ferment. And then, aka, just oxidize, just like in the air. That's essentially all it is. Um, and as the leaves react to that, it's the amino acids in the air. And then black tea is fermented for about two or four hours, as to Tim's point earlier. Uh, green tea is barely fermented at all. And oolong tea is typically fermented for an hour or two. So to kind of give you an idea of the levels of fermentation that you can apply. Um, And then the leaves are uh, completely dried over a fire or in an oven, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. yeah. And then they say, like, because of the process, it will, like, these chemicals called kachins are altered. Um, They produce antioxidants that are beneficial to the human body, um, which is, Uh to your point earlier, like, this idea of, like, the (laughs) clean... That's why tea is being leaned into is, like, this clean, quote-unquote, energy, um... Because yeah, of yeah, yeah. the chemical reactions that are happening, in theory, are supposed because to be of, more natural because reaction. Because of antioxidants. Yeah. yeah. because of antioxidants. Like. Yeah. And so. Fun buzzword. Fun such a fun buzzword. buzzword. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you literally yeah. go down like the like the health and like the, the energy drink. It's got drink free diet. radicals. Yeah. So many antioxidants. It's got free radicals. <laughs> yeah. Like, it yeah, can help. Okay. It can help. It can help your free radicals. Which helps you not have cancer. It's like okay, yeah, yep, okay, <laughs> sure. Healthy I'm caffeine. Sure, drinking this tea is gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. no, right. Um, and that was also one of the things that I noticed. Like for most of these teas, like they not to say that there won't be any, but there there hasn't really been like conclusive hard evidence to say that these teas are gonna greatly benefit or greatly impact your health in such a way. Yeah, that's gonna help you yeah. like get over the get over the the hill in some way. Um, when it's just like no, no, <laughs> uh, and I and yeah. I bet and I bet you we won't ever get any conclusive no. evidence that it'll do no. it. <laughs> there's no like, not nah, there's no yeah. way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's look, food, man. It's food. I don't know what to tell you. It's just a, it's just a drink. I don't know what to tell you. Speaking, like, just enjoy it for what it is. A drink. <laughs> Speaking of food, antioxidants. Antioxidants. It's got antioxidants and free radicals. Okay, put that on a t-shirt. Um. So we got bubble tea. Which it's also something that's like blown up. So bubble tea, it's also called boba tea or black pearl tea. Um, it's combining Ooh. tea, milk, and quote unquote bubbles, which is like chewy, gelatinous, tapioca. usually tapioca. Yeah. But it can be fruit jelly. Yeah. But it's usually tapioca. Yeah, yeah. They do have they do have their fruit jelly ones now. They yeah. can like munch on it and burst open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I which one do you like? I'm privy to the tapioca classic. I boba. I don't think I've had a good experience with a boba tea. Maybe you can change that for me. But I was, I'm going to say neither. You don't like boba, I guess. <laughs> okay. Maybe, may, I mean, maybe I don't. Maybe I don't. But yeah, I, I didn't have a good experience. I, I'm going to be, on, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, L. It's, that's hard to fuck up. Like, okay, no, Almost every boba, like, like, granted, I've had some that are better, like, tasting than others okay. but in terms of like the actual boba i like i i don't think i've ever had any bad like bubble tea <laughs> okay okay all right it's just a, you know it's like a fruit it's like fruit milk tea and it has tapioca balls at the bottom it's great i don't know if i like tapioca like that maybe that's maybe what it is don't. yeah maybe i don't i don't know maybe i need to try them separately but i feel like that's not 
the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like they kind of defeat the purpose. But yeah, so it, it really started in like the 1980s. That was like kind of yeah, when like the big boom yeah. of it happened. But um, you can kind of trace it back to 1949. There's an entrepreneur, uh, Chang Feng Shu, and developed a tea that was shaken in a martini mixer to create a foamy surface. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called handshaken Shu Yao tea and served cold the result was a luxury item that was not widely accessible to most taiwanese until the economic boom of the 1980s so then in 1986 another entrepreneur tuzong added fenyan or tapioca balls to the green tea and then they opened Mm -hmm. up a thai shop or a a tea shop in tianan taiwan so again relatively a new thing that's taken on the world but has the roots of tea (laughs) A new take, yeah, yeah, a yeah new take. no, uh, and it's and in the states, it's blown up a lot. Yes, because obviously it's like, and that's a good example of a modern thing, like a modern thing growing and like expanding, essentially, right? It's right. Because like that started in the eighties. I bet you'd be hard pressed to find like a buck and boba shop in the states in the eighties, <laughs> right? So, like, probably it not. Probably took a little bit of time, and even then, when it got here, I mean, what boba's kind of like the last ten, fifteen. Is when in the States, it's like really, really blown up. At this point, yeah. It's a new item. It is. It's a relatively new item for us. Speaking of new items for us, kombucha. Oh, yeah. Like, you want to (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, we have a place to get that shot. I love kombucha. So good. Yeah. Um, But it's, yeah, another fermented black or green tea. I mean, it just however however you want to go with Mm -hmm. that flow, whatever flavor you're feeling. Um, But it's like the same idea of the fermentation process, but you're adding in microorganisms. You've got yeast, bacteria. um, But it's mostly used as a probiotic drink. Um, And it's got Mm. like a little bit of like like a... sour like vinegary flavor to it depending but like some got a, okay i feel like very vinegary taste to it like um, I'm not just no i love good, introducing people i love introducing people to kombucha because <laughs> because kombucha is very much a quote unquote health and wellness yes. trend yes. um i do not care about the health benefits if there are any of drinking kombucha i don't care i just think it tastes good like it's it's a fermented beverage, so it has that yeast taste right. to it that I fucking that I fucking love. Um, it has a vinegary thing going on that I fucking love, and it's tea with fruit. Like you can't go wrong with it. It's literally fruit. Like it's made. It's usually fermented with different fruit juices or just whole fruits and tea leaves with like a scoba at the bottom, right? And like right. you burp it over time until it's fully fermented. And then that's where the carbonation comes from. Although I'm sure that the mass-produced stuff has added carbonation added, to yeah, it because I'm sure. there's no way they typically do. Yeah, there's no way they don't. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like I you give somebody who doesn't know like what kombucha is going to taste like, and it's just the funniest thing in the world because it's like, oh, this is fucking gross. Like, why do people talk about kombucha so much? And it's like, I don't know, man. It's you just get thing. into it. It's mind-blowing. You yeah. just get into it, and you like it. It blew up so much, though, that, like, the quality dipped a lot. Yeah. I mean, you just got to really go to, like, it, pretty much it's uh the GT's kombuchas, the shit. Um, any place that does house kombuchas, typically oh, pretty yeah. good. And then also, uh, oh, what's it? I think it's, like, the Brewade, I think, is the other okay. one that I really like. Um, and they have, like, the cool little, like, square-looking short kind of bottles. Ooh, okay. The, they're, fan- they're fantastic, too. Don't get the Kavita brand. 
That shit is trash. <laughs> um, it's owned by Nestle. I'm Ooh, not kidding. Okay. If you look on the back of that, like no sponsorships from Nestle. Uh, if you look at the back of that uh, thing, if like kombucha is a thing that you could just read the ingredients and tell if they're actually right. making no, kombucha or if they're just making like sour carbonated tea. And Kavita's doing that. It's literally just like there's nothing in it. It's literally okay. just citric acid. It's literally just citric acid, water, and like tea. That's, That's all it is. There's kombucha. no fermentation, like nothing. Like it's trash, yeah, garbage. Just, Added, just it's made just some, like Arizona sweet tea, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> it's straight up just like sweet fruit tea that has citric acid and carbonation. That's it. That's all it is. And they sell it in the kombucha aisle, and you're like, what the fuck is that? That's wild. I didn't know trash. that they sold it in the kombucha aisle. Yeah. That's misleading. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's garbage. Okay, noted. Thank you for that. I'm never going to try that brand. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that yeah. we can say, like, kombucha originated from China, but no one knows where exactly. Mm. Like, people are like, along the Silk Road, which I think is kind of fun because Silk Road is just this massive trade route. So, like, somewhere yeah. in China yeah. along the Silk Road, someone somewhere yeah. made kombucha. So, that's, that's fun. Someone somewhere fucked up. <laughs> they did and they're like wait this is actually good and i don't feel terrible i did see though that if you drink too much kombucha like you can develop like holes in your liver and like yeah right like it's super don't acidic drink too much like, kombucha you can't, you can't drink a lot of it um yeah ironically as, as people are like health kick and it's like but yes but within reason um yeah speaking of yeah dude i mean uh i don't know let just real like it's even with like, and you know I'm a proponent of diet sodas, man. Uh, yes, I like yes. diet sodas. But like, you still got to drink just like water. Yeah. You still, <laughs> you still need to drink water every so often. Like your body does function yeah. on water. Like you need yeah. water to carry blood to your, like, I know, mind blowing. But you need water yeah. to carry blood to your cells because that's how you can move yeah, and like function you, and be a human You still need water. It's crazy. Like. I know. Like it's mind blowing, but. And fiber. Yeah. Water is kombucha the worst for you? No. It's probably a no. great... It's probably... It probably it's can good. help some people like it drop would, their soda kick a little bit, yes, right? It like definitely it's would. carbonated. It's fizzy. It's fruity. Like it's got a lot of flavor behind it. So it can kind of hit those things that may be carbonated like yeah. uh, water can't where it's just like straight up, you know, the sparkling Flavored waters. Water. Yeah. But like, yeah. So... But still, drink water. Don't drink be water. weird. Don't be weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of energy, uh, matcha tea. This is the last one. Um it actually came from Japan in around the 1100s by another Zen Buddhist monk who was returning from study in China. Um, he brought tea seeds with him and established a practice called the Way of Tea, by which the perfect preparation of tea became an exercise of devotion that honored the beauty found among the otherwise flawed world. How beautiful. Combining the Japanese words matsu, to rub, to daub, to dab, to paint, and cha, tea. Uh, so matcha contains more on. caffeine than any of the other green teas. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's one of the more ex so like uh, to your point earlier. It's one of the more expensive teas to produce. So like, there's a very strong possibility that the matcha that we like that we get isn't necessarily like you just need to make sure and 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 check that it's a hundred percent actually matcha and not just yeah. added like added extra shit. Yeah. Matcha is also really strong. So like yeah. it's okay that it's more expensive because you shouldn't really be like using, using a, shit a lot ton of it. Yeah, you don't yeah, need to. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot to for that to sort no. of like hit you. Yeah, 
Yeah, the buzz on the buzz on matcha is real. Mm-hmm. Like that shit's yeah, high powered. So. <laughs> you we really be buzzing. But yeah, Tim, that's tea. It's a pretty expansive expansive run, and, and like I mentioned earlier, it's one of those. We could be here for hours and just talk about the different types of regional tea that you can have and the different ingredients that people use to make their tea and how they make your tea. I mean, you go to Middle East, they'll um, you might have seen videos of it. Like they'll have they're they're essentially like making tea in sand. Right. So they've got their container yeah, and the sand's yeah. heating up. And so, like, so there's yeah. just so many different ways, again, and how it's just progressed yeah. throughout the world. So I just think it's interesting that, I mean, I don't know. I don't think of tea as being anything too special, but like, jokes on me because tea is actually a very, very impactful beverage. <laughs> yeah. No, tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot going on there. And we could spend hours, but I have a, a dinner to get to. So we're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> um yeah no teas uh that was awesome that was fun tons of different uh tons of different places we just went to and a a relatively short period of time in between me derailing us Uh, (laughs) um i guess this is the point where i give uh my updated score i'm gonna i'm gonna bump it up to 1200 yeah Um, we'll take that positive net yeah i think you know what i'll go 300 we'll go to 1300 uh i think I can't, you know, it, like you said, it's tea is, is something you don't think much of, but now I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, fuck, I, I actually forgot that like kombucha is tea and I really do like kombucha. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't drink it as much as I used to now, but like I do like kombucha and, and I'll have that more frequently. I did actually just have like boba like a couple oh, months that's fun. back. Okay. I, I love, I love boba too. So like, I'm really into that. I went on a matcha kick when that was like really, really popular. And then, yeah, I actually had a couple cans of like the the pure gold yerba mate uh, okay. originals in my fridge probably four months ago. So yeah, like I'm a big, uh, like I, I, so yeah, tea's, tea's good. And, and I'm never like disappointed when I yeah. have it. So it's, you know, it's, it deserves a, a little bit more love than my original 1000. Yes. So 1300 is where I'm going to go. We uh, have a new segment of uh, this season that started on episode three uh, <laughs> or two. I can't remember. I don't know if Elle's prepared, but Let's... I'm prepared. Uh, the new segment is Wreck My Beehole, uh, <laughs> and it's where we it's where we give our wrecks. Elle, what's your wreck this week? My recommendation this week is, this is going to be super random, um, but it's going to be go to do something outside. Um, highly, oh, okay. uh, it's one of the, but it's like, if you can go to like a minor league baseball game, it takes oh, to like yeah. 10 bucks. Yeah. Go hang out, get a hot dog, get yeah. your friends to go, go, go play pickleball. It's go the pickle- fastest growing sport in the country. Go play, go play pickleball. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's what I recommend. You know, we're getting to that summertime school's about to get out. So it's a good wreck. Yeah. It's a good wreck. What about you? Yeah. My, my recommendation is, uh, gonna be music related. Ooh. Um, Spoon just dropped a new song. Uh, Spoon is oh, a band. Oh, no way. Spoon is an old band. They've been around for like 20 years yeah, or something like that. Okay. So it's weird to like wreck an old band, but I'm going to do it anyway. So uh, Spoon has been probably one of my favorite bands since like 2010-ish, I think. Uh, they, I think they're a five-piece band. Okay. Uh, they typically have sort of bluesy chord progressions with piano um involved uh and they also just have like you know a nice crunch most of the time their guitar elements are a mix between acoustic and like a nice crunchy sort of uh again bluesy sort of guitar it's not it's not like it's not like punk rock crunchy it's sort of like you know that that bluesiness um yeah and they're awesome and they just do 
I mean, they do stuff that's like radio play, and then they also do stuff that's just like weird. And yeah, I don't know. Okay. They're just a great. They're just a great band. I definitely recommend the 2007 album. So I recommend Spoon. That's a good rec. Uh, I like good that. Band. That's the end of the podcast. Yeah, we did it. The music is uh, playing right now. Probably right when I said that's the end of the podcast is usually when I kick it in. Um, and that music uh, was made by me. And uh, I have a bud, Austin, that I bounce ideas off of, and he helped make the last two. Uh, Austin Martin. Check him out on Spotify under um, Meridian Sky. Pretty cool. Check him out on Spotify or Apple. And those links will be in the show notes as well. So if you go down there, you can just click uh, those two links. It'll take you to his page he's always making good stuff uh and he's much more active in like making music than i am so uh <laughs> definitely go uh have a listen guys you can also uh check us out uh we have a website shows.acast.com forward slash where does food um you can check out that website and listen to all the episodes they're all there we are officially on acast for this uh season and going forward uh, we also have ACAST Plus that you can find on that website. You literally just click that, and that's a way you can support us. Uh, you uh, For $5 a month, you actually get the episodes a full day early um, on your RSS feed, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can just copy that RSS feed, plug it in, and it'll take you to the, it'll link you to the paid tier playlist instead of having to listen to any sort of, you know, ads that may pop up, things like that. And that's just for five bucks. It's one way to support us. Another way you can support us is by, you know, hanging out with us uh, and either emailing us at wheredoesfood uh, at gmail.com with some suggestions and ideas of what you want to hear. Uh, and also uh, on Twitter. We're on Twitter at wheredoesfood. Uh, we do posts whenever we drop a new episode. We're not like the most active uh, over there. But hey, if you message us on there, um, I do get notified about it, so I can always, uh, I'll always, you know, try and reach out and message back. And again, you can always just throw suggestions uh, my way, and, I, and we'll try and we'll try and fit them in. You know, we do this in seasons, so like it's only ten episodes each season, but we try and we try and fit them in as we go. You can also check me out on Instagram uh, at tim underscore and winston. Um, again, see that in the show notes, and you can also find L. At L Chapo with three underscores between L and Chapo on Twitter. And yeah, she's also on Twitter, so you can check her out there. Another way uh, you can support us uh, that I forgot to mention is you could just like word of mouth and yeah, and like it's a pretty solid way. Yeah, and just like play it for people. Like, you know, it's just it's a way to do it. You can also leave us a review. These are just easier and free ways to support us. Uh, and also, you know, give us some interaction, things like that. So we are done. I believe that is it. I believe that's the plugs. Um, yeah. Crush it, Tim, as always. Yeah. Yeah. As always. All right. We'll see you later, folks. Bye.